Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good afternoon. Welcome in. Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid here on this Tuesday as we get closer to the Sweet 16 in college basketball. Of course, spring training underway. We've got NFL free agency to talk about as well. I'm going to go through some of the free agent fantasy baseball winners and losers. Of course, some big news in the NFL yesterday as well. Dave, it's good to be with you here again. Uh, NBA heating up, no doubt. Uh, One of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest player of all time, LeBron James goes off. So a lot of good places to start today um, and, a, and a signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I see uh, this afternoon. Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm feeling a little overstimulated, right? So we have all these moves in baseball, but the NFL offseason just will not go quietly into the night. We have another quarterback trade. We're going to talk a little bit about some of these quarterbacks later. LeBron James has a 38-point triple-double against his old team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, last night. An amazing dunk over kevin love i mean if you have not seen this dunk yet you got to go watch it it's unbelievable i mean the guy's 38 years old and he's not slowing down it's i i think that this lebron james season it's so lost and how bad his team is because the lakers don't care um but i do think it's going to be one of those things like we're talking about lebron's career 10 years from now and we look back and we're like this guy led the league in scoring at 38. Like that, nothing like that has ever happened in the NBA. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's an amazing season for LeBron, despite all the problems with the Lakers, for sure. Also, a great game I want to mention last night for my guy Christian Wood. I think I saw eight three pointers, if I'm not mistaken, for him last night. No one wants to talk about the Houston Rockets on a day like this. I I totally get it. All right, here are the headlines as we begin the show. March 22nd, 2022, LeBron a 30 point triple double in the win against his. Former team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Tyrese Maxey, also with a big night. And uh, they, they uh, the Sixers beat the Heat last night. A lot of people upset around my area for sure. Buffalo Bills adding Duke Johnson and Jamison Crowder. Duke Johnson, of course, with Miami last year. Jamison Crowder sort of just keeps reinventing himself as a possession wide receiver. He'll add a lot to the Buffalo Bills without Cole Beasley. We'll talk about that in a minute. And uh, Kevin uh, Willard also officially becomes Maryland's uh, basketball coach. And we'll see. Uh, how far St. Peter's goes, and he looks like their head coach, Shaheen Holloway, is going to be the next head coach at Seton Hall, too. But, of course, that's a story for a couple of days from now. Um, all right, so uh, let's dive into the latest news before we get to baseball in the NFL. And coming up, we're going to get into the bigger news, but there is some today. So let's start with uh, the Bills adding Duke Johnson and Jamison Crowder. Smaller moves, and really, especially for Duke Johnson, who I, I think is fortunate to be on a team at this point in the offseason, uh, Jamison Crowder, who clearly will replace 
Cole Beasley, and then let's get into what you think about Leonard Fournette returning to Tampa Bay. So I think the Bills' moves are pretty interesting. We were sort of speculating they were going to add a veteran wide receiver even after giving Isaiah McKenzie a contract extension. I think you're right. I mean, I think Jamison Crowder is just going to play that Cole Beasley role. It's a little bit of a bummer for Gabriel Davis, who could have picked up some of those slot snaps. Seems much less likely now. And remember, Devin Singletary ended the season as one of the 10 best running backs in fantasy. They stopped playing Matt Breida. They stopped playing Zach Moss. They were even making Zach Moss a game day inactive. And I mean, Duke Johnson looked pretty freaking good as a member of the Miami Dolphins last year. Their only 100-yard rusher. How about, how about this stat? Since the first case of the novel coronavirus was reported in the United States, Duke Johnson has more 100-yard rushing games than Saquon Barkley. How's that? Mm. How's that for a stat over the last two years? Um, pretty pretty crazy. Welcome, everyone. Radio, of course, Davis Mack and Craig Mitchell be here going over some of the smaller free agency moves in the NFL. And, uh, you know, with that Leonard Fournette contract re-signing in Tampa Bay, what team needs a running back in the draft now? I mean, the, the Buccaneers were the, kind of the obvious team for Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, someone like that. And I, I think you could go through all 32 teams in the NFL mm. right now, and I think you'd be hard-pressed to say this team needs to add a running back in the draft. Did I see also yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, that Cordero Patterson re-signed with the Falcons? Did that happen as well? Yes. So Cordero Patterson did re-sign a uh, two-year, I believe, $10.5 million contract with the Falcons. And they also brought in uh, my favorite, of course, Damian Williams. They signed Damian Williams of the Chiefs and of the Bears to a one-year deal. Uh, Mike Davis is still on the roster, but I think he is is pretty clearly going to be the last of that rotation. So uh, Patterson and Fantasy this upcoming season going to be sort of fascinating, right? They they add Marcus Mariota. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. But w- what is that offense going to look like? Is Patterson going to be the lead back, or are they going to need him to play wide receiver? I mean, they, they don't have Calvin Ridley. Um, Russell Gage is a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, so, you know, who knows what that wide receiver rotation is going to look like this upcoming year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the bigger point you just made a couple of minutes back, which is, I mean, the idea that that a running back would sneak into that Edwards-Hilaire first round seems very unrealistic at the moment. I I, I agree yeah. with you. I don't really see any path right now for a team to take a running back in the first round, but perhaps the second or third. Um, you know, usually I would say there's a second round or third round running back, but it remains to be seen, and that'll be a big effect for our fantasy football teams, no doubt. Uh, all right, so coming up next, the big move, of course, was made yesterday right after we were off the air. Shame for us in the NFL as the quarterback shuffle continues with Indianapolis deciding that their guy for at least one year, because the Colts have not proven that they want a quarterback beyond one year and since Andrew Luck. So uh, Matt Ryan is there for 2022. So we'll talk about that. The New Orleans Saints have their starting quarterback as well. And as Davis mentioned, it looks like the Atlanta Falcons at the very least have somebody to keep the seat warm for whoever they engage with in the NFL draft. So we'll hit on those things next. This is Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, 
Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Interesting that we ended our show yesterday with our sports grid at 60, 60 seconds of commentary from myself and Davis. Mine was on Matt Ryan and the way that the Falcons were sort of doing him over. I didn't really love it, but uh, I, I guess I feel okay for him, Davis, because he's definitely walking into a much better situation in Indianapolis than he had in Atlanta. And I think first and foremost, the one thing that you know about the Colts, Davis, is that they, they seemingly, uh, with, the, with the new GM that they have, they seemingly value offensive line just about as much or more than any team in the NFL. So at the very least, Ryan is going to be upright, but as Carson Wentz showed last year, Davis, it really didn't matter that the offensive line was good because Wentz was just throwing the ball at the end of the season to the other team. Uh, Ryan's numbers last year were were a little bit off in terms of the touchdowns versus interceptions, what we're normally used to. So I guess the question has to be asked, was that a regression year for him or are we nearing the end? I mean, I do think guys like Matt Ryan are not going to age particularly well. You know, I'm well, I guess maybe that's not fair because he has been a pretty accurate quarterback. He does throw a lot of interceptions. You know, mo- uh, all all but three years of his career, he's thrown double digit interceptions. Uh, but you know, he's had an M- he's had an MVP caliber year in 2016. And like most quarterbacks, I think he is pretty fragile based on the guys that he's throwing to. And he was throwing to a bunch of jabronis last year. I mean, Calvin Ridley only played five games. And then it was, you know, Olamide Zacchaeus and Russell Gage and Brandon Powell and Hayden Hurst. And then Hayden Hurst got injured. And, and Kyle Pitts, as a 21-year-old, was asked to take on this huge role in the offense. Cordell Patterson was splitting his time between running back and wide receiver. And their offensive line was terrible. They were the 29th graded pass-blocking offense by Pro Football Focus last year. The Colts are, if not the best, one of the best offensive lines. He's going to have... Michael Pittman Jr., that'll be better than any wide receiver he played with last year. He'll have Jonathan Taylor to take some of the pressure off of him. Now, I do think Indianapolis needs to add a wide receiver in the draft, maybe try to get you know Jarvis Landry, someone else who's still left there on free mm-hmm. agency, because even uh, their slot guy last year, Zach Pascal, he left. I, I actually believe Atlanta is the team that signed Zach Pascal, so that they'll need a little bit of reconfiguring there. Um, I Just in general, though, I pretty much hate – what the Colts have been doing at quarterback since Andrew Luck left. Their strategy has just been, remember that guy, and then they trade for that guy, right? I mean, so, <laughs> so we've had Rivers, we've had Brissett, 
Uh, Tolzien started some games in there. Uh, Wentz was there last year, now Matt Ryan. And it's like, you know, the roster's pretty good. The offensive line is really good. They have this great running back. They, they got lucky with Michael Pittman in the second round. The defense is solid. I don't, I don't think it's um, like a great defense or anything like that. So I understand the impetus from Ryan Grigson and that front office to be like, look, we just got to get somebody in here who can be league average. But I think the problem is when you keep doing that and you roll it over year over year over year, you don't give yourself a chance to really build with the rookie salary quarterback, which we know is one of the biggest competitive advantages in sports. And so, um, you know, I, I just, I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. It's, it's really where I'm at. Yeah. And, and when you, when you look at the numbers from last year, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, you know, you, you look at it and say, well, you know, it's not that bad. And then you realize there's 17 games in an NFL season. This guy wasn't even averaging, you know, over one touchdown a game passing, but yeah, you're right. I mean, definitely, lacking weapons for the entire season you would assume it'll be better for him in indianapolis so we'll see what happens there well uh knowing what happened there the the, uh, new orleans saints had to pivot pretty quickly and they pivot right back to Jameis winston who uh, looked okay in the first few games that he played last year with new orleans he had that first game where boy i was feeling really foolish i believe he threw like five touchdowns no interceptions something along those lines uh, and then everything just sort of stopped for him. They played okay, but it was really that first or second game, I remember, that he was just amazing. And then he tore his ACL. The Saints very clearly were just far worse with Taysom Hill at quarterback than they were with Jameis Winston. So I, I do think that Winston will will be better than Hill, but I certainly, Davis, as you know going in, I'm not going to change my opinion on Winston. And um, unless there's some weapons that I don't know about in New Orleans – uh, I just don't think it's going to go well for him. That will be my prediction. Yeah, I mean, and and it remains to be seen, but they might not have their best offensive player, Alvin Kamara, to begin the season. He has this this kind of suspension thing hanging over his head. And, you know, normally we'd say, like, running back, you know, how much is it really going to impact? But so much of what the Saints are doing on offense is about Alvin Kamara. And he, before Alvin Kamara got injured last season, he was on pace to have far and away the most touches of his career. He was going to have over 300 touches for the first time, was going to get 250 carries, and he got uh, he got injured. Now, big thing that normally is not true for the New Orleans Saints, they have a first-round pick this year. I mean, it feels like the Saints never mm-hmm. have a first-round pick, but they pick at 18, and I have to feel like they are going to be wanting to add a wide receiver there because they're probably going to let Traquan Smith go. I think he was a restricted free agent, but he, he has been taking – free agent visits he actually was just visiting with the Atlanta Falcons um your memory is serving you partially correct with Jameis Winston he was phenomenal in their first game of the season uh five touchdowns zero interceptions against the Green Bay Packers but they were five and two with Jameis Winston as their quarterback and one of their losses was that awful New York Giants loss where the Giants got that uh, that special teams or defensive touchdown and they ended up winning that uh, that game went into um, that game went into overtime so they were pretty close to being a six and one team with Jameis Winston and he actually because of how effective he was per attempt he was number one in the NFL in EPA per attempt now obviously over the course of seventeen games I think we would have seen the Jameis that takes a lot of sacks and throws a lot of picks you know because that's what you get with Jameis. He just plays this pretty high variance style of football, but signing Jameis for $12 million a year, which is like way below the average salary for a starting quarterback in the NFL 
and not wasting any draft capital on Baker Mayfield or Carson Wentz. Like, for example, if I was the Washington Commanders and I was like, I can trade these two picks for Carson Wentz and pay him, what is it, $38 million a year is Carson mm-hmm. Wentz's contract, or pay Jameis Winston $12 million and not give any draft picks, not even close for me. I'm taking Jameis 10 times out of 10 there. Like, Wentz is going to be worse than Jameis this year. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't think there's any doubt. New Orleans is probably in better shape than Washington. They're probably in better shape than Carolina, and and they're definitely in better shape than Atlanta. Uh, but again, there's 30 teams in the NFL. I got Winston as one of the bottom five. It's just, I just don't, I just don't trust the guy. Um, and and I don't think the Saints are going to be as good. I mean, they. I, I mean, listen, Michael Thomas would obviously, and a receiver being drafted would make me feel a little bit better about things. But no, Sean Payton. Don't know what Thomas's deal is. You mentioned Kamara. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to probably be off Winston yet again. Uh, real quick, before we go, uh, Fournette going back to Tampa, do they have any other options um, there? Is Vaughn back with them or no? So they do still have Keyshawn Vaughn on, like, no money because he was a third-round mm-hmm. pick. I think his salary right. is, like, $800,000 a year or whatever. Uh, I assume Giovanni Bernard is retired or not on the team because he just signed a one-year mm-hmm. deal there, and they have not tendered or extended an offer to Ronald Jones, who, you know, I don't know, maybe he signs on with the USFL this offseason of things. Uh, don't don't go don't go according to plan for him. But uh, I mean, his his primary competition for touches was Ronald Jones. I mean, remember, Ronald Jones sure. started the last season as the starting running back and then fumbled and then got benched. So he's gone. Bernard is probably not on the roster. Now they'll probably bring in someone like Bernard. They, they've done it two years in a row, LaShawn McCoy last year. Um but, I mean, he's going to be a second-round pick in fantasy, and and honestly, I can't even say that I disagree or that I think it's bad for him to go there. Yeah, volume will be there for Fournette, no doubt. If he's healthy, missed a few games with an injury last season. All right, we're almost done with Major League Baseball free agency, so we're going to go through some of the players that switched locations. Some of them stayed in the same spot. And should their ADP and the NFPC going higher or lower? Of course, the main event's coming up very soon. A lot of people are engaged in fantasy baseball drafts, and so – we will continue our discussion with that coming up next right here on Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. So make sure you stay on the grid. David and I will be right back in just two minutes with some fantasy baseball talk. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hopefully you saw the announcement earlier today. You can now catch SportsGrid live on your brand new LG TV every single day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's really incredible. Just pop on the TV and you can watch our show. Uh, and, and we are streaming on a lot of your devices. So we're ob- obviously very interested in terms of the quality of the content that we're putting out there. And what better way to find that out than by polling you. So just get out your phone and scan that QR code or go to survey.sportsgrid.com. And let us know what you think about the programming, especially from the technical side. However, you're watching it on a phone, a laptop, a TV, as I mentioned, maybe one of your Samsung TVs or LG or anywhere else. Again, that's survey.sportsgrid.com. And uh, that QR code is is the way to get you in. I know we took it off there, but uh, survey.sportsgrid.com. That'll get you to the website. Uh, Okay. Baseball free agency Davis is more or less over. Michael Conforto is the last remaining big piece. There still are some other players that are out there that are going to affect saves. We know that for sure. And there's going to be an injury or two that's going to affect something. And then some player will get signed that we haven't talked about yet. But in general, uh, and the heavy lifting, Davis, I feel like is done. I don't know what percent I'd put on it. But I, I, I feel like we know the player pool and the importance of the player pool I feel like we're ninety three percent done. Like Conforto, a couple others, and I and I think we know who's going to be where at this point. Yeah, I was going to say ninety percent sounds about right. I mean, you know, there will be a couple relievers who sign, and we'll have battles, and and you know, some so we'll have some injuries, obviously, in training camp, and then guys will have to be brought in, you know, added to forty man rosters, removed from forty man rosters, things like that. But like you know, heading in, like if I was doing a draft later today, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I feel pretty confident. Yeah in projecting playing time and and saves and things like that for you know 90 95 percent of these players yeah i mean the, the early drafts were were i mean so so much irrelevancy to that i mean we still have almost a month until opening day there's still plenty of time to draft in fantasy baseball everyone was just getting crazy without knowing what was going to happen uh all right so let's take a look at some of the potential winners from the hot stove from the off season in 2021 Uh, Maybe the biggest winner of all is Nick Castellanos, who's going to play either the outfield or designated hitter for the Philadelphia Phillies in that great lineup in that great ballpark. I would put Schwarber maybe even in the same conversation with Castellanos, too. Uh, I don't know if they're going to defend, but they're going to hit. Trevor Story goes to Boston. Definitely a good environment there. By the way, in fantasy, what happens, Davis, qualifies at second base a month into the season. That is just huge. Carlos Rodon, left-handed pitcher for the Giants. Is there a better pitching environment in the NL than, than San Francisco? I don't know. Ben Rortvet, a, a name that no one knew a month ago that everybody knows now. And then I, I do think Chris Bryant is going to be an absolute monster in Colorado, and no one's going to care. But I, I do think his numbers are going to be off the charts with the Colorado Rockies. He could play some third. He could play some left. He could probably play some DH, too. So I would expect a big season from him as well. Do you, uh, what, what do you, how do you feel about some of these guys? Yeah, I mean, Bryant is obvious. Um, He's probably going to have multi-position eligibility. I mean, I guess we'll see, right? Because they said that he is just going to play in right field, but we'll see. You know, these things can always change in season, so that would be nice. But, I mean, obviously, you know, the 82 82 games in Coors Field, uh, that's the best. I mean, he went from playing in 
uh, I mean, a, a neutral-ish hitting environment, depending on how the wind works in Chicago. Maybe the worst hitting environment in baseball in San Francisco as a as a right-handed batter. And now he gets to play in the best. I mean, clearly the A one number one best hitting environment. Um, so I'm gonna I I guarantee when I sit down to do my main event draft, I'm gonna want. Chris Bryant, no doubt about it. I, I love taking Rockies players, and I love taking Rockies players who are going to play every single day. Now, Rourke Bet, I think, is interesting because I think the Zips projections on his plate appearances and playing time could be a little bit low. Uh, the the most uh, the 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 system that is most bullish on his playing time has him for three hundred and seven plate appearances, and then um, the the backup catcher. Kyle Higiashoka, they have him for, you know, slightly less. They have him for for basically an even platoon. And how often are you really going to see an exact 50-50 even platoon amongst catchers? I mean, my guess is that whichever one of them ends up playing better is going to get more playing time, right? That's just very natural. Whichever one is swinging the hot stick, playing well in defense, that guy is going to play more. And Rortbet is, um, you know, maybe not a, a truly legit prospect but a prospect right was a second round pick not that long ago put up some some decent numbers in by the way a short time in the minor leagues like a lot of the times you'll see catchers stay down in the minor leagues for a long time because it's hard to catch at the major league baseball level it's a really important defensive position and he is uh you know he is fairly young he's only 24 years old so this is just the type of guy that's really interesting to me and i mean he gets to hit in the best environment uh, I mean, the best division to hit in in baseball. I think uh, every, I, I guess now the, the Rays is not hitting friendly, but Camden is more friendly. So I'm super interested in him because, you know, the NFBC, you still have to have two catchers and a part-time right. Yankees catcher, pretty, pretty valuable. And then Radon, uh, assuming he's healthy, I mean, he just landed in literally the perfect spot. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, back to Rortvet for a minute. And and the one thing that, that is definitely going to happen is Higashioka is going to catch Garrett Cole. So you know that to yeah. start. So if Rortvet doesn't play well at the beginning, I think that's maybe where the projections lie, like protecting themselves against that. Because then all of a sudden, Rortvet yeah. just ain't going to play. You know, like that, that's right. going to be it. So he's got to like start off okay. Um, or they would just play Higashioka, I, I think. But uh, that's that's Cole's guy. Beyond that, I, I think this, this other kid's going to play. I don't know a ton about him, to be honest. I hadn't heard a lot Same. about him. But um, we're gonna find we're gonna find out together on him. And by the way, if it doesn't work, it's a triple A, and and the Yankees go out and get Wilson Ramos, right, to catch, and that's pretty much right. the end of the deal. You know that that's the way that they operate. All right, let's let's go through some of the players. Hard to say that anybody is a loser getting paid, but maybe these are some of the fantasy downsizing here for some of the places that they ended up. We'll start off with Javier Baez. He goes to Detroit. You know, mixed bag always with him. I'm not a Baez guy. I know you are, so we can debate that a little bit. I'm not sure why Zach Greinke pops up in here. I actually think that this could be a decent environment for him in Kansas City. I mean, I don't know how many wins he's going to get. I guess that's the difference between Houston and Kansas City. Uh, Jesse Winker, no question, not going to be as good in Seattle. Can't be. Jock Peterson, amazing postseason. So much fun, this player. But fantasy, not interested at all whatsoever. Never going to play against a lefty in San Francisco. Gabe Kapler, this guy just platoons the bleep out of everybody. And then Marcus Simeon is interesting. I'm not sure how to feel about Marcus Simeon. I don't think we'll ever see the season that he had last year, but I don't know that I would hold Texas 
as an indictment for him going there. So that would be the last one that I would say. I would say all of them I could I could probably find a reasoning for. Simeon is just the one I'm just not sure who he is because of what he did last year. I mean, I just think Simeon looks like a guy who is going to be pretty fragile based on where he plays. Because, you know, Marcus Simeon does not have Jorge Soler, you know, Giancarlo Stanton power, right? He's not hitting 400-yard frozen yo uh frozen ropes and he was coming from the al east he was getting to play uh in some of those games in dunedin right where a lazy pop fly can find itself over the fence roger center camden yards you know like everyone gets it and now he's going to the al west which is a super pitcher friendly division and you know i think we kind of have that thing in our brains that the arlington ballpark is is hitter friendly but that that the the remodel they did two years ago that makes their stadium it's so ugly now it's it's so ugly that ballpark but now it it plays more neutral or slightly more pitcher friendly depending on um you know the weather and things like that so i i just think i just think it, it's not a great spot now again i i also don't know i mean the guy's 31 years old how much is he gonna run he stole 15 bases last year that was a career high how many guys hit their career high at 30 and then match that again in terms of stolen bases Winker, same deal, leaves this amazing ballpark, one of the most actually relative to um, what you would expect. It is it is even more home run friendly than Coors Field, that great American ballpark. So that's a big deal. Same thing for Jock. I mean, you you know, I, I'm a big fan of his, but I mean, this is the worst possible spot for him to go. Horrible ballpark for lefties. What is what is that that wall out there? Like 420 feet away it's like it's horrible for left-handed batters he's never going to be in there against a lefty he's going to get and in games where where a righty does start and a lefty comes in he's going to get pulled off um and then brett had grinky in here and i i I totally see his thinking because he's not going to get any wins right i mean you know i'll I'll do respect to my kansas city royals they're they're not they're not even going to win 85 games i don't think um and then Baez, it's just a factor of the uh he's gonna have like no lineup protection obviously and uh he's, he's not gonna have guys on base or guys to drive him in is basically the uh, the thinking there but i i don't even know what buys his adp is but i guarantee you i'll be drafting him because i don't care give me give me 30 home runs and 15 steals and give it to me with a 210 batting average i don't care i uh, i'm gonna be all in on on Baez again you know, I, I think those, those numbers sound fair i think that's probably where he'll be at i would also say in defense of detroit what it looks like in, in April and May, Davis, is not going to be in June and July. That's because true. they're going to call yeah. Torkelson up, and they're going to call Riley Green up, and then and, and their team is decent. And that division, outside of the White Sox, is playable. So I could definitely see the Tigers being a very good second-half team, but with the service time game. I know they're trying to stop the service time manipulation, but, I mean, if Spencer Torkelson doesn't make the opening day roster, you know that this is still – and Bobby Witt, your guy Bobby Witt. If those things don't happen, then you know that that game is still being played in 2022 for sure. All right, coming up next, it's time for us to hit some fantasy or reality, and then we'll be out of here, 1 o'clock Eastern, and Kevin and Donnie will take over from 1 to 3. Scott Farrell, 3 o'clock Eastern. On tomorrow's show, we begin our fantasy baseball preview, team by team, and we start tomorrow with the Red Sox. Make sure you tune in. Be right back. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. The Brooklyn Nets are playing some good basketball. We know they're going to be in the playoffs, Davis. There's no question. I think they're sitting right on that cusp of the eighth seed, but Kevin Durant playing out of his mind. No surprise. Uh, Kyrie Irving, I mean, he's not going to win the MVP this year, but my gosh, is he valuable to that team? But what's going on with Ben Simmons? Is he going to play for the Nets? So according to a report yesterday, he is nursing a herniated disc. Uh, not clear how he suffered this injury. Not clear how far along he would be on his recovery. It's just, uh, I mean, you got to you got to feel like the 76ers got the better part of this deal, right? Because the 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 Nets make this. I guess you know the Nets make this trade and they got their starting center from it because Andre Drummond has been starting at center for them. Um, but even you know Goran Dragic, who they pulled up off the uh the the scrappy pretty much i mean he was not playing at all this year and was rumored to maybe be going to the spurs he's actually been a a bigger part of their rotation than seth curry who also by the way is injured and missed last night and the 76ers they look great i mean they just beat the miami heat last night the number one seed in the eastern conference without harden and without Embiid. huge night for maxi big night for shake milton uh they they signed by the way deandre jordan as a free agent, he's giving them some good backup center minutes. Paul Millsap has been giving them good backup center minutes, who they also got in that trade. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, yeah, you hate to see it, but I mean, I think I think as of right now, Maury has to feel like he got the better part of that deal because Simmons thus far, I mean, he's given the Nets nothing, just absolutely nothing. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, let's turn it over to Brett for today's fantasy or reality. <laughs> All right, guys, we mentioned it a little bit yesterday, but The Athletic released quite an interesting article about Urban Meyer's lone season with the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday, and it included tidbits of him not knowing who Debo Samuel, Jamal Adams, and Aaron Donald were. So behind the scenes yesterday, I was asked to make sure we discuss this, and I did my job. So, Davis, we'll start with you. Urban Meyer didn't know who Aaron Donald was. Is this a fantasy 
or reality? So this part is a fantasy. I mean, clearly this quote that was shared in The Athletic, it was either Urban Meyer, you know, making a joke with his defensive coordinator or something. There, There's a 0% chance that Urban Meyer didn't know who Aaron Donald was. You know, either it's, it's you know, mis, misquoted, taken out of context, whatever. However, that athletic article is, I mean, it is damning. I mean, it makes Urban Meyer look horrible, and and 90% of it is very believable. There was like a, a verbatim quote where basically uh, Urban Meyer intimated that all of the athletes that he coached from the southern part of the United States were stupid, but he <laughs> didn't mean all of the athletes because he's talking to Trevor Lawrence, who's from the south, and he says, you know, those, those boys from the south, they don't quite understand because he's talking to, to, uh, to John Ross, who is also from the south. I mean, it is Really, really bad, super damning. And by the way, not only damning of Urban Meyer, but damning of the people who hired him, damning of the ownership, damning of Trent Ball. I mean, just anyone involved with the decision to bring in Urban Meyer as the head coach for that team. It's just, I mean, I, I said I said from, from the go that this was not going to work. Um, and, and rarely do I get something 100% correct. But uh, that that fell to 100% correct. And honestly, kind of makes me excited for Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars this year because, I mean, it seems like he was the worst coach Trevor Lawrence could have possibly had as a rookie. And even if Doug Peterson isn't the greatest coach, he at least seems like an adult. So, but yeah, definitely, definitely a fantasy. He knew who Aaron Donald was. Yeah, I mean, come on. They had to cross paths at some point when Urban Meyer was recruiting or at Ohio State or even dare I say, Florida, knowing that, that Aaron Donald, I think what Urban Meyer was in Florida, that Aaron Donald was at least in junior high school or high school. Urban Meyer, say what you want about him in terms of the pros. I mean, this guy can recruit. I mean, look at all of the athletes that came along with him to Florida and to Utah and to Ohio State. So I am with you 100% on this, Davis. And I think that, listen, some things you have to take with a grain of salt. There's no question that I would not be the one to to debate the validity of anything that was in that athletic article. I think that was very well done. But sometimes when stories are told, like The Last Dance and these documentaries, there, there's always right. a, you know, there's always something added to, you know, build some juice to it. And I think that that's exactly what that was. Are you kidding me? He doesn't know who Aaron Donald is? That's a fantasy. All right. Well, for the first time since 1994, the Masters will be without Phil Mickelson. Now, we're still waiting to hear what will happen with Tiger Woods, but it seems very unlikely that Tiger Woods will be able to play as well as he's recovering uh, from his leg surgery. So, Craig, focusing on Phil right here, Phil Mickelson missing the Masters is a big deal. Craig, is this a fantasy or reality? You know, I think that if you told me this six months ago, I would say it is a huge deal. But with everything that has happened and the controversy surrounding him, I guess the context of what I'm getting at here is I am not surprised at all. Um, shocking in the sense of Phil at his age playing golf at the highest level at, um, was it the PGA Championship, Davis, that he won last year that I'm thinking yes. of? Yes, winning the PGA Championship. Can you imagine us doing this show and saying fantasy or reality Phil Mickelson will not play in the Masters? I mean, we would have been like, where is this coming from? 
Um, but this is why you can't predict news, you can't predict sports, and you can't predict life. There's no doubt at this point, uh, Phil Mickelson needs a breather, just like Tiger Woods when he had you know issues in the past. He needed a breather too. So I'm going to say it's not a big deal. I'm going to say fantasy. He wouldn't have won anyway. This is not the kind of course at Augusta that he's going to win. I know that he's played competitive there regardless, but I guess I'm just not surprised. So I'm going to say not a big deal, fantasy. If he never played there ever again, I would say reality, but he's taking a PR break, Davis. A lot of you know people in sports do that, and, and he's on that list now. Well, the, the interesting thing is I wonder if he is not competing because he doesn't want to answer questions about the fact that he tried to leverage this Saudi Arabian golf tour against the PGA or if the master said, don't come, bud, we don't, we, we, uh, we're, we're not, we're not trying to deal with you this week. We don't want, we don't want, um, you know, the, the circus sideshow that comes along with all that. My, my guess is probably the former and not the latter that probably Phil was just like, I'm not trying to deal with this right now. Like I'm already getting beat up enough in the media. I, I don't want to do it again, but it is, uh, it, it would be a little bit more interesting if, the masters themselves were like, you know what, you, you tried to, you tried to get all this money, you know, you, you lined up with these, this, I mean, this Saudi Arabia tour is such a joke, but um, like it, uh, it, it does seem that it could go either way, that it could be them saying you can't come or Phil saying, I don't, uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to come, but I, you know, is it a big deal? Not for me. Cause I don't care. I'm not really, not yeah. really a Phil guy. I never play him in DFS at these events. I never bet on him to win these events. So it doesn't really matter to me. But honestly, to like, you know, Craig, your buddies that you see at the golf course who probably know Tiger, they probably know Phil, and probably they know Brooks Kepka. It's, it's a big deal to them. They probably tune into the Masters expecting to see Phil, you know, hitting some right. crazy shot off of the pine straw. So it's, it's, it's not a big deal to me because Phil barely matters in golf to me at all. But to like, you know, mid 40s guys who watch the majors, like it probably is a big deal to them. Yeah, I, I will say this. If this question comes up for the PGA Championship, different answer for me. Much different answer. All right. Well, John Travolta, uh, the actor, received his pilot license for 737 uh, Airlines, which is basically a big commercial airline uh that you know we would fly going coast to coast right not a private flight so uh now that he has done this and he can fly all of us somewhere it's time to ask and davis we'll start with you you would travel on an airplane flown by john travolta is this a fantasy or reality you know i would i would definitely prefer not to. I would definitely prefer to to only be you know flying on an airplane by uh, a licensed, experienced pilot who has flown you know seven forty sevens or whatever for fifteen years or whatever. I I don't want a guy uh, as a pilot who's like moonlighting. You know, it's his second career. I don't. I I would definitely prefer. I so I don't. I'm not scared of flying. I don't hate flying. I don't have to take a Xanax to get on an airplane. But just like it, as a conceptually, I don't love it. You know, you don't love getting on the big metal tube and traveling, you know, 20,000, like how, I don't even know how fast an airplane goes, 1,000 miles an hour, 20,000, however fast it is, it's way, it's faster than our brains can even comprehend. I don't love it. And so going into the experience, knowing that John Travolta would be the guy piloting the plane, I, I would prefer not to. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say fantasy. Yeah, I think that we're as close to in sync on this one 
as, as will ever will be. It's like, I, I get it. And there are definitely times that, you know, I fly, I mean, I haven't flown in two years, but, um, you know, there, there are definitely times where I'm like good with it, but it always, you know, it is sort of freaky a little bit. It kind of crosses my mind, like during flights, like, oh, this is sort of weird. I've never like a hundred percent been comfortable with it, but I, you know, I've flown all over the country and, and done fun things and gone on vacations. But now you're asking me to do this knowing that it's John Travolta. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'm going to say fantasy uh, on this one. And I, and I've, I've flown on some really small planes before. And, and I would even take it to that level. Like if it was that, I would super not be interested in doing that because those things will move a little bit, but the big ones, not so much, but I, I definitely think I'm going to say fantasy, but Davis, I'm still, I'm still waiting here to take my first flight since I'm, I'm going to say 2019. I mean, that's pretty sad, right? Like, I, I think it's been that long since I've gone somewhere on a plane. You know, my my last ever flight, I flew home from Chicago to St. Louis on March 13th, 2020. So it was the, mm-hmm. the day after the Rudy Gobert thing, the day after right. the Rudy Gobert touching mm-hmm. all the microphones and the NBA cancels their games. I'm getting on a flight and flying home um, from from Chicago to St. Louis. But I, I think uh, this summer I will be getting back. I, I just booked flights the other day, so it'll be it'll be the oh. first time I've flown in in however long. And I, I you know, like I, and going to the airport and everything's kind of fun. And, you know, you pay $8 for a coffee and $17 for a sandwich right. or whatever. Like you kind of, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't mind going to the airport and hanging out or whatever. It's, it's not that. And I, I do definitely miss traveling. Like, uh, like I, oh, I, yeah. I used to travel all the time and fly a lot. So I definitely did miss, I definitely do miss that. Yeah. Th- this weekend, my wife is, is taking a flight for the first time since uh, we went away back, uh, I mean, probably 2019. So, boys' weekend here in South Florida. I guess you could take one guess where we're going to be on Saturday and Sunday. I don't. You probably don't even need to guess. You know where we will be uh, be hanging out for sure. Yeah, Brett says hockey. We're going to be going to a Panthers game. Yeah, you got I it, Brett. Baseball stadium or golf, though? Both, probably both. Golf in the morning, baseball in the afternoon. That's 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 the way it goes. Early golf. I could get up at 5 a.m. to play golf. Doesn't make a difference. Anything else I can't do, golf I can get up that early to be on that course. Okay, we got to take a break. When we come back, it's time for the Sports Grid 60, and then we're out of here for today. Just a quick reminder again, tomorrow's show, we begin our team-by-team preview for Fantasy Baseball 2022. So you got to catch us every day here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. One final reminder for those of you who are listening on Sports Grid Radio or maybe watching us somewhere on an app, on a phone, on a laptop, if you have an LG TV, you can now stream Sports Grid 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's absolutely free. So make sure for those of you who have LG TVs to tune us in uh, on your TV. Okay, let's turn it over to Davis as we wrap up today's show. Here is his Sports Grid 60. So Kenny Pickett and uh, the rest of the Pittsburgh Panthers, I believe, they all had their pro days yesterday. And miraculously, somehow Kenny Pickett's hand has grown by uh, by a quarter of an inch. His hand size measured in at a little bit larger than it did at the Combine, which is just sort of funny. But I, I that kind of got me thinking, I feel like this is the latest we've gone into the draft process in quite some time without hearing, oh, this team is locked in on this quarterback. You know, we know this quarterback's going at two. This team is not going to let this quarterback get past them at 10 or 12 or whatever. You know, we're, we're not hearing the rumors. You know, we knew Trey Lance and Mac Jones. Like, we knew all these things. Um, and I, I think it's just going to be very – I think that the first round of this NFL draft is just going to throw us lots of curveballs this year relative to a normal year. Yeah, I, I want to end on something that we don't appreciate, so I want to remind everyone to appreciate it because I went through this when Michael Jordan was playing on the Chicago Bulls. Uh, watch LeBron James play and play right now. We don't know when this is going to end, and he is going to go down as, at the very least, the second greatest basketball player of all time, if not the first, but at the very least, the second. And this could just end all of a sudden. We know LeBron's going to keep playing and he wants to play with his son, but at the level that he is playing right now, at the age that he is playing right now, a lot of people after Michael Jordan retired said they did not get to appreciate it enough appreciate the way that this guy is playing right now. We've seen nothing like it ever. That will do it for the show. Thanks to Parker over at LTN. Thanks also to Danny and Ryan and our graphics department. And for my producer, Brett Levy and co-host Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. We will see you tomorrow at noon. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.